Let's turn in God's Word this morning to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians 5. text for the sermon this morning will be the 18th verse. Let's first read this chapter. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, is travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. They that be drunken, are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. We beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you to esteem them very highly in love for their works sake. Be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the Spirit, despise not prophesyings, prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Brethren, pray for us. Greet all the brethren with an holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. 
Thus far we read God's holy and inerrant word. May God add his blessing upon the reading of the Holy Scriptures. The text that God gives us to consider this morning is the 18th verse of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Beloved congregation in the Lord Jesus Christ, there was a problem in the Thessalonian congregation. Paul addressed that problem in both the first and second letters that he wrote unto them. The problem that had risen up in among the members of the Thessalonian congregation was that they had a misunderstanding about the return of Jesus Christ. They thought that the return of Jesus Christ was imminent, that it would happen at any moment. And so because they believed that Jesus Christ would return so very quickly and that it wasn't off in the future, then there arose busybodies among the members of the Thessalonian congregation, some who quit their job stopped working, because after all, why work if Jesus Christ is going to return tomorrow or next week? They reasoned within themselves. And so Paul wrote this letter then unto them to correct that misunderstanding. He told them, you already know some truths about the return of Jesus Christ. Verse 2, You yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. After Paul finishes instructing them about the return of Jesus Christ, that it is not today or tomorrow, but it's often the future a little ways yet, then the Apostle Paul gave a series of practical exhortations unto that. Instead of being a busybody, instead of worrying about when Christ is going to come, here's your calling. Verse 13, esteem them, the brethren that labor among you, esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. Warn the unruly, comfort the feeble-minded. 16, rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing in Everything, give thanks. We consider that admonition of the Word of God on this morning, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. 
Let's look first of all at the command that is given. Does that mean? And then second, look at the reason that is given for it. The calling that God gives us here by inspiration through the writing of the Apostle Paul is in everything we are to give thanks. Giving thanks involves communicating. You communicate your thanksgiving. Giving thanks is communicating the gratitude of your heart unto God. That's it communicating the gratitude of your heart unto God. Giving thanks must start in and arise out of the heart. Giving thanks is not merely lip service. It's not merely moving your lips saying thank you for this or for that. It's not merely grunting in acknowledgement of something that has been received. But giving thanks is something that arises out of the inmost being of the child of God. People are very good at detecting insincerity in others. This is especially true in marriages. One spouse might say to the other spouse, thank you, and and lavish praise for something that the other spouse has done. But if if those compliments and those words of appreciation are not given in sincerity, the spouse will be very quick to pick up on the fact that this lacks truthfulness. It's simply lip service, but doesn't arise out of the heart. And in that case, then, it would be better simply to say nothing than to give disingenuous words of thanks. If a spouse is able to discern when you are being sincere and when you are not being sincere, how much more so is not God able to discern whether your thanksgiving arises out of your heart or whether your thanksgiving is merely lip service unto Him. Give thanks that arises from the heart. But then this thanksgiving that swells forth from the heart of the child of God is and must be communicated unto God. Even Jesus Christ communicated unto God the Father His thanksgiving for what God had provided for Him. John 6, verse 11. The context here is, Jesus Christ is out in the countryside. There are thousands of followers who have come out with Him. 
They lack food out there, and Jesus is about to perform the miracle of feeding 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes. But right before Jesus Christ distributes the food to miraculously provide for the physical nourishment of all of these people, John 6, verse 11, and Jesus took the loaves, and when He had given thanks. He distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down. Even Jesus communicated unto His Father the thanksgiving that was in His heart for the Father's provision of food. And so we must not argue then within ourselves, well, God already knows my heart. God can see my Heart. God knows that I'm thankful on the inside, so why bother going through the work, the process of communicating unto the Father the, the, the thanksgiving that's in my heart? If Jesus communicated it to the Father, is it not likewise also necessary that we communicate our thanksgiving? We teach our children to do this. To say thanks to mom for the meal provided. Say thanks to God in prayer. Give thanks. It's heartfelt gratitude that is communicated to whom? This text does not explicitly state to whom. We are to give thanks. It can well be understood. Even the children can figure out to whom we are to give thanks. But this verse does not explicitly state the recipient. It simply says, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. But if we study how the Bible uses this word give thanks, which is one word in the original. And we look up the instances where this word is used. It becomes abundantly clear that thanksgiving must be directed unto Jehovah God. In every instance that this word is used throughout the New Testament Scriptures, except for one, the thanksgiving is directed unto Jehovah. The one exception is in Romans. Romans 16, verse 4, where the Apostle Paul gave thanks for Aquila and Priscilla who were willing to lay down their own necks for him. But in every other instance where this word is used, the thanksgiving is directed unto God Most High. A few examples. Ephesians. Ephesians 5, verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 
1 Corinthians 1, verse 4. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. I thank my God. And we understand why thanksgiving is to be directed unto Jehovah God because He is good and the overflowing fountain of all good. What do you have that you have not received from God? Thank you. How then do we communicate this heartfelt gratitude through the lips unto Jehovah God? What does the Heidelberg Catechism in Lord's Day 45 say is the chief part of gratitude to God? You know the answer. It's prayer. Prayer. That's how, beloved, we keep the commandment of this verse. In everything, give Thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. The way that we communicate unto our Father the appreciation that we have for Him and for His provision for us is through prayer. The previous verse speaks of that. Verse 17, pray without ceasing. In everything, give Thanks. It's in prayer that we go unto our Father. That we talk with our Father. That we share with our Father even the burdens and the griefs that weigh down upon us. We go to our Father and we trust that our Father will hear our prayers. That He will answer our prayers. And that He will not turn us away in anger upon hearing what we have poured out unto Him in prayer. In everything, give thanks and do so by bending the knees and bowing your head and going to Him in prayer. The level of your gratitude to God can be measured by the fervency, the sincerity, and the constancy of your prayers to Jehovah. Are you thankful unto God? You will reveal your gratitude to God by your prayers in everything. Give thanks. Everything. In everything. It's so difficult to give thanks in everything. This means you don't get to determine in which situations you will give thanks and in which situations you will not give thanks. God determines when you give thanks in everything. 
give thanks. In health and in prosperity, give thanks. In sickness and in poverty, give thanks. In the married state, give thanks. And in the single life, give thanks. When you are in a healthy, happy marriage, give thanks. And when you are in a poor, crumbling, weak marriage, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. This includes everything that we go through as churches. When there is a spirit of brotherly love that prevails among the members of the congregation, give thanks. But when there is unrest, when the waters are troubled, even when there is division which grieves us to our hearts in everything, give thanks. When there are sufficient number of pastors, give thanks. When there are vacancies, give thanks in everything. This includes, does it not, everything that we will face in the future. Recall that the Apostle Paul was writing to the Thessalonian congregation about the return of Jesus Christ. And that return would not happen during the lifetime of the members of the Thessalonian congregation which received this letter. But the return of Jesus Christ would happen far off in the future. Preceding the return of Jesus Christ, there would be anguish, persecution that came, would come upon the church of Christ. Verse 2, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then... Sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. There comes a day when the spirit of Antichrist will pervade the entire face of the earth. There comes a day when the Antichrist himself will lead that rebellion, that worldwide rebellion against the church and seek even to destroy the church of Jesus Christ, that day when it will be necessary to flee to the hills and the mountains of the earth. A day that will come according to the prophecy of God's own Word recorded in the Scriptures. But what, beloved, will be your and my response when that day of persecution comes? In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Strikingly, Paul does not say after everything 
give thanks. It's easier, isn't it? After something is finished, whether it be what we judge to be a good thing or an unpleasant thing, once it's finished and we reflect back upon it, then it's easier to give thanks. And it's easier to look back on it and confess, I can see how God was using this event in my life for my spiritual profit. I can see that there were sins in my lives and God used this trial to burn away some of the dross, the sinfulness in my life. It's one thing to reflect upon an event and be thankful for it. But it's another thing going through the midst of something or even anticipating some event coming up to be thankful at that time. Paul does not say, after something is finished, be thankful. Though we must do that too. But he says, in. In everything. Give thanks. When I am in the valley of the shadow of death, give thanks. When there is hurt, rebelliousness, sin committed against you or me, in everything, give begin to see that this giving of thanks is not something that by nature we would ever do. This is not something that spontaneously erupts forth from us. This giving of thanks is not an involuntary response to conditions of this earth that are favorable to us. It's not like a gasp or a sigh that rises forth from us without us even planning or intending to have that response. But this giving of thanks is something that arises out of the sanctified will of the child of God. Giving thanks is a determination of my will. It's a volition that I am determined by the grace of God to do. I recognize that of myself I don't have the strength to give thanks in everything. I acknowledge and confess that of myself I would become upset about the circumstances of my life, perhaps even bitter or angry against God for what He has put in my pathway, but strengthened by the grace of God, quickened by the Spirit of Jesus Christ, it is the volition of my will to give thanks unto God in everything. Why? What's the reason for it? 
Simply, it is this. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It's God's will. That's why. And hardly anything else needs to be said. Could stop right there. Give thanks. Why? Because God wills it. He has spoken. And who will dare to object to His voice? It's the will of God. Too often is it not the case that we make our giving of thanks be about ourselves. It is when the desires of our hearts are satisfied. It is when our children are behaving the way that we would want our children to behave. It is when there is prosperity and peace in the church, in the school, or in the home. When the conditions of life are arranged the way that we would want them to be, that then we would give thanks. And does not that reveal how self-centered we are, beloved that we would put forth stipulations and we would tell God we'll give thanks in this situation, but not give thanks in that situation. Give thanks. Not because the things in your life are the way you want them to be, but give thanks for God wills it. The motive. For expressing this gratitude is not found outside of God Himself. But the motive is found in the being and in the will of God. It is because God is God that we are called to give thanks unto Him. It's the will of God, the text goes on to state, in Christ Jesus. The will of God may never be separated from Christ Jesus, but the will or the counsel of God is directed unto Jesus Christ, centered on Jesus Christ, and is revealed through Jesus Christ. And how amazing it is that it's the will of God in Christ Jesus. Consider for a moment what it would be like if it was not the will of God in Christ Jesus. From a certain point of view, we could say it would be unreasonable of God even cruel of God to demand of His subjects that they give thanks unto Him apart from Jesus Christ. Imagine that there was an earthly king. And this earthly king 
had great power over the citizens within his domain. He ruled over them with a strict and with an unyielding hand. He required of the citizens under his control that they pay tribute unto him. And not only must they give money unto him, in addition, the citizens of this kingdom must express their gratitude unto this earthly king every single time that they saw him. We would say of that earthly king, that's unfair that you impose such rules upon the citizens of your kingdom. Who are you to tell the other citizens that they must say thanks unto you every time that they see you? God is not like that earthly king who simply imposes strict rules upon his people and regardless of the circumstances of their lives, demands of them that they give thanks unto Him even if they're afflicted and suffering. But it's the will of God in Christ Jesus. The amazing thing about the will of God is this, that it was the Father's will that His Son Become a human being. God is not far removed from the citizens of His kingdom. But God is with them. And God became one with them through His Son, Jesus Christ. And it's in Christ that we see the compassion, the love, the grace of our Father in heaven. That God sent His only begotten Son into this world according to His will to be rejected of men, to be taken outside of the camp, outside of the city, to be led up that hill, to be mocked and spat upon, have the crown of thorns pressed upon His head and to have His blessed body be hanged on that accursed tree. That's the will of God. And when we understand that the will of God is our salvation in Jesus Christ, then the heartfelt response communicated through our lips unto God is thanks. Thanks be to God for Christ. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. How intimate and how personal is the will of God. Not like the sovereign will of some distant ruler who cares not nor understands not the needs of his subjects underneath his rule. 
but it's the will of a God who understands, who knows the needs of His children. It is because God loves you and He knows what is good for you that He calls you to give thanks. You. Who does the you consist of? It's the brethren, is it not? Verse 1, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. Then in our text, for this is the will of God concerning you. You who are the brethren, you who have been called out of darkness and into God's marvelous light, you who have been made saints and faithful through the finished work of Jesus Christ, you who have been quickened by the poured out Spirit of Jesus Christ upon the church, you who have been called by God to let your light shine. God's will concerning you is that you give thanks in everything. This is the will of God concerning you. And that that word concerning could otherwise be translated toward you. It's the will of God that is directed toward you. You, there's movement towards you. That's again the love of God, is it not? That He who is Almighty God, who is independent, who has no need outside of Himself, who is the self-sufficient, unchanging Jehovah, the Lord of hosts, who changes not, that Almighty God has a will directed toward you. It's the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. He thinks of you. He knows you're frame. He's redeemed you with the blood of His Son and is calling to you in everything. Give thanks. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father and our God in heaven, we are so very thankful for the wonderful gift which Thou hast given unto us, an unspeakable gift beyond human comprehension. Great is the mystery of godliness, that Thy Son Jesus Christ was manifest in the flesh, that we might be redeemed from our sins. Bless us in this day, sanctify our celebrations, pardon our sins for Jesus' sake. Amen.